The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, I am the Senior Assistant Minister or Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Um, I've been interviewing uh, for the last several weeks people who I think are doing positive and impactful work in the world. And today I have a friend of mine, um, a person who I know very well, who's out in the world doing great work. And I want to introduce you to him and his work. Uh, today, my guest is the creator of the of the transformational uh, workshop and program, the game plan for better living, Mr. Joshua Lee. How are you doing there, Joshua? I'm doing fine, Galen. Thank you for having me. All right. So, you know, before we actually uh, start getting into what the game plan is and how it works and how it um, helps transform people's uh, life experiences, can you let people know a little bit about your background? Who are you? Who, who is Joshua Lee? Yeah. So uh, while wow, I wear many hats, play different roles. Um, so I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. Uh, I'm a mental health therapist by training. Uh, life coach, performance life coach, community activist. Um, I'm an adjunct professor at a local uh, university in Baltimore. Uh, again, I wear many hats, uh, trainer, 
facilitator. And one particular role that I, I love uh, right now is being the chief creation officer of the game plan for better living system, which means I get to have fun creating stuff. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, um, uh, how did the game plan for better living come about? So I was a school social worker in Baltimore and my last, uh, post, if you will, uh, last school I was at, uh, I was at an alternative school for middle and high school students. And, you know, these students have been kicked out of their regular schools for various, you know, things, uh, but they had the opportunity to go back to their regular schools. So when they come in, you know, they say all the right things. These young people are crafty. They're very resourceful. They're very ingenious, in fact. They're streetwise. They're, they've been involved with uh, sometimes drugs and alcohol. Um, so they've matured very quickly. Right, So they know exactly what to say to the adults who are sitting around the table and the adults who are now in their lives, like their probation officers, their uh, substance abuse counselors, and so forth. Um, and, again, they know exactly what to say to get you off of their back. But what I learned from them, and I learned a lot, is that I noticed that they were playing games, right? And the games they were playing was filled with uh, manipulation, and simply just trying to get over on people, right? Just to let me do me. I'm a young person trying to find my way. And, you know, we try to support them to get uh, back on track. Uh, but what I noticed is that the uh, behaviors that were being displayed, particularly in school, coming to school, around school um, and leaving school, and particularly on the weekends, were different than what they actually said to the adults around the table. For example, yeah, I want to get back to my regular school as quickly as possible. I'm going to pick up my grades. I'm going to, you know, be very compliant with the rules and regulations. I miss my old friends, and I want to get back to them. However, what I noticed was that they did different things other than what they were saying. So on the weekend, they would go out, they would break curfew, they would drink and do other things. Uh, and then Monday morning, Grandma, she would call the school and say, this boy was off the chain this weekend. Please help me. In fact, he didn't even come home over the weekend. So when we get them back in school, again, all the adults around the table, and these are the facts. Uh, we get reports from teachers and administrators, and the facts don't match what they're trying to explain. And so it hit me, wow, well, what game are you really playing? Right? And that essentially was the birth of the game plan for better living. Uh, then I started working with their parents um, and then other professionals and so forth. And my context of the term or the phrase playing the game is a little different, right? Because, again, I'm a mental health therapist, and I study behaviors. And so what I started to see in all of us, um, and, I, and I like just saying we all play games and pause and see the responses from people. Uh, a lot of people say, no, I don't play games. Uh -uh, not me. 
and then I explain my context for the term you're playing a game. And it is simply, it's a set of beliefs that has a corresponding set of thoughts, feelings, and actions that govern our behavior as if we're playing a game of basketball, football, baseball, that have rules of what you do and what you're not supposed to do. And I can give you a real quick example of that. Men and boys are not supposed to do what? They're not supposed to cry or right, show a sign of weakness, right? So if you buy into that, and most of us, we're sort of raised into that. You know, we're Americans. We're, you know, men. We're tough. And, and if we buy into that, we will definitely uh, not show emotions, even if we're hurt or sick. You know, if you ask doctors, uh, men have to be dragged in by their women, <laughs> right? Um, and we definitely will show our bravado, right? So there are actions of all the actions you could take. The ones that align perfectly with that notion are the things you do and the things you don't do. And I've spoken to a lot of women. Women have the same thing on their side. And it's just an example, right? Women are supposed to be meek and mild and kind and not ruffle feathers, right? Ask uh, Hillary Clinton what that was about. But this is not about politics. Uh, but it just showed up on a national scale that that way. Okay. Okay. So, as basically, this was formulated from the work that you've done. So now that you're kind of given an overview, what actually is the game plan for better living? Yeah, the short answer, Galen, is uh, by using the metaphor and language of sports, the player or players are guided to utilize their strengths and resources to overcome their opponents in life. And oftentimes what I've noticed, you know, working with, um, you know, the disadvantaged uh, groups of folks or people who are professionals in federal government, they're, you know, doctors, lawyers, and so forth, is that the game, we all have opponents. Oftentimes it's our inner voices and messages in our belief system. And we all have a set of core beliefs that govern our behavior one way or the other. Okay. So uh, as people are working through this concept of game plan, they're able to uh, navigate using the, 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 the sports metaphor, find out um, what game they're playing in life and, and yeah. to help and, and, Basically, the, the, how the game that you're playing will determine the outcomes you get? Is that kind of the context? Yeah, exactly. Um, again, the, of the myriad of actions that one can take based on a given situation, uh, we select the ones that are in tune with our belief system, right? Oh, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I, I always tell people in my classes, and you, you know, you, you've seen me obviously teach many times, uh, mm-hmm. is that a belief is what you accept is true. It doesn't have to be yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, and obviously, true can function. Or truth can function at levels. Truth metaphysically, meaning the absolute, the principle, 
is it true in God? Then there's what we call human fact. And a belief can be neither. <laughs> but it will function mm-hmm. as your truth. And I think that right. that's, 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 so that becomes, quote unquote, your game because you're functioning as if it was true. And I think that it's interesting that uh, you use sports as a metaphor because, you know, I'm a big sports fan. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you explain to me the work, you know, that, you know, this is based around using players in a game to help people get to the space to where they understand, um, you know, uh, what game they're playing, what rules are they playing by, and are they based upon the way they're playing the game, or will they get the outcome that they deserve? You know, actually, I meant to tell you when you were, um, after we had that sit down and you explained it to me, I think we were, um, we were in Jamaica, I believe, for right. something. <laughs> so, Panorama uh, of Truth. Panorama of Truth, yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought when, uh, to go eat or whatever I did after we met, uh, now, after we, could we ate and talked, uh, mm-hmm. I started thinking about what, what type of game, uh, would the Lakers would have had when they were trying to win championships if Shaq would have been dribbling the ball up the court and Kobe mm-hmm. would have been down in the post trying to play against the centers. That mm-hmm. game wouldn't get you the outcome. Now, obviously, Shaq is a profession, was a professional basketball player, and so was Kobe. But if you don't know your skill set, if you don't know your strengths, if you don't know uh, the best utilization of your talent, uh, then you can put yourself in a position that won't get you the outcomes because you're trying to be a seven foot one, three hundred fifty pound center plant trying to play point guard. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Now, you can play that game, but you'll get the results you get. Right. Right. right, right. And then once you figure out, no, those results are not the ones I want or the ones we want, then you can make some different choices and look at the other remaining, you know, choices there are that you can choose from. Uh, You made a good point about truth uh, a moment ago. And what tr- people say, this is what's true for me, right? So I don't argue with that, right? As the facilitator of this and the creator of this model, okay, well, what's the goal you want to reach? What are the results you're trying to achieve? All right, well, let's look at the end game. Are these what you want, really? No, then, I, then, I, then Joshua says that there's a particular game you're playing that Sometimes you're not even aware of. And what I do, I just hold up the mirror to their what they say they want and where they are currently. And that's what I call their performance gap. Right? Uh, performance gap. Yeah. Could you mm-hmm. speak a little bit more on performance gap? Yeah. So, again, the performance gap is that space between where you say you want to be optimally and where you are currently operating. And given the size of the gap will determine how pleased or displeased you are. You know, some people are kicking on high cylinders, and that's wonderful. Now, in that case, we can intentionally create a gap for you. You know, um, you talked about Kobe and the Lakers. Well, they wanted more rings, so they created a gap for themselves. They were not satisfied with winning, you know, the number that they had at the time. And to do that, 
You know, people who are willing to do that and see that as a, a viable option, they have, you know, they challenge themselves, and I think they have fun doing it as well. So my job yeah. as a an action-based ontological coach is to support people to win their game by utilizing their strength and their resources. Yes, yes. Could you speak a little bit more on ontological? Because um, it just just in case there might be some people out there that might not know what that term means. Yeah, absolutely. You know, ontological means the study of being. We are all human beings. And as it turns out, we live in the world of language. And it's our language, how we language something, that gives us how it occurs for us. And it's almost um, uh, like a, a they're evenly uh, leveled there. When I say how it occurs, which comes first, then the language, right? So how it occurs to us could also be how we language it. For example, mm-hmm. you know, I hate my job. Wow. Okay, do you hate the entire job? Do you hate everything you're doing? I mean, you're still getting paid, right? Well, let's look at that. Your, how you language something will give you the, your occurring world or how it lives for you, and then you take the requisite actions that align with that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. It reminds me uh, yet again of, you know, the metaphysical interpretation of the Garden of Eden the, the, when uh, God says, Adam, whatever you name it, I'm going to bring it to you. Whatever you name it, that's what it'll be. Mm-hmm. And and name metaphysically represents nature. So when you name a thing, you give it a nature. In other words, it has to be that way for you because you've named it that. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you know, so it it can't be anything else up for you other than what you named it. And, you know, and I think this is one of the reasons why courses like yours give people an opportunity to drill down. Because the drill down is necessary because we just don't see those blind spots and we take actions that don't give get us what we want, yet we still do them over and over again, no matter what. Um, I'm looking <laughs> as we're about a, a minute or so from the first break. So I do want to give people who uh, if they want to call in or make a comment, the opportunity to do so. So let me give the number out. So if people want to call, um, they can. The number is eight, eight, eight. Five five eight six four eight nine eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine. Also, let me remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So, as you freely receive, freely give. Uh, go to unity.fm. It's easy for the people that are listening live, but I know some people listen to these shows on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast modality you listen to it on. Um, go to unity.fm, click on the donate or giving button, whatever it is that's on the main homepage. It helps support this online ministry because we are taking this message around the world. Um, so that's my request. And I have a few more requests when we come back from the break before we get back to the interview. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Wouldn't you like 
to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Kintsugi is an ancient Japanese art form of fusing broken pottery pieces together by filling the cracks with gold. The resulting piece is not only restored and visually stunning, it also takes on a new life. Whatever has happened in the past, however broken we may feel, we can be whole again by filling our lives with the transformative power of God. Our experiences make us unique. The presence of God makes us whole. As Paul wrote in his letter to the Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Remember, with God, all things are possible. This Mindful Moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Take advantage of our 30-day free trial to the online magazine, plus a daily email with the Word for the Day and the Daily Word app. To sign up for a free 30-day trial, visit unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I want to remind you all that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is to go on the page, give it a five-star rating, and write a positive review. It helps the algorithms of Facebook help promote the show. Also, if you listen to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, Stitcher is an Android app. My request is, again, that you give it a five-star rating, write a positive review. Uh, it'll help the algorithms push the show up so more people can be exposed to it. We want to make sure that we, get, we are getting this message out to the people. That's very important. So um, let's do the work that we need to do to make sure we're exposing people to information that transforms them transforms them also again if you want to call in you can call in at 888-558-6489 i also want to let the people know who are a part of uh, might be listening in the chicagoland area that i have a seminar uh and i'm uh with a with an additional uh debuting uh debut uh butchering the words of a movie called as a man thinketh so i'm doing a seminar where i'm going to be teaching from the booklet as a man thinketh by james allen and in the midst of that seminar i'm going to also play a a new movie that uh just came out this month called as a man thinketh which was created as a documentary uh it's really not a documentary it's part documentary and part narrative 
called As a Man Thinketh by, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, John Miller. He's a filmmaker, independent filmmaker, and he makes movies. Uh, he's made movies before or documentaries about New Thought. He wrote, he made the What Is New Thought documentary, um, A New Thought, A New You, which, by the way, I'm in that documentary. And now this documentary is based upon John Miller's, uh, uh, not John Miller, James Allen's book, As a Man Thinking. So I'm going to teach, then I'm going to play the movie, and then I'm going to have some type of panel discussion afterwards. So it'll be uh, October 28th from uh, 12 p.m. until 3 p.m. So if you come, you'll get a, some some good uh, principles that can you can that you can apply to your life. You'll be able to see a the movie, which really has, far as I know, hasn't been played anywhere yet. Uh, and you'll also get an opportunity to have some panel discussions, some Q&A to make sure that you can ground the principles in your own life to be able to better or transform your own experience. So check that out. If you're in the Chicagoland area, come see me. It's free to the public. A love offering will be received. All right, so now let's get back to the author or creator of the game plan for better living, Mr. Joshua Lee. Joshua, so I have another yeah. question. I know that mm-hmm. you um, have taken this work into uh, ministries. How does the game plan for better living support ministry leadership development? Yeah, thank you for asking that question. Um, I'm so excited about the opportunity to support ministry leadership. Um, but And it really supports them by having them look at themselves honestly. And it's looking at their who they're being as a leader, right? Sometimes I just start with the question, is there anything that gets in the way of you being an effective leader or as effective as you'd like to be? In your situation, so we're talking, you know, senior ministry leadership team, all the way down to, um, you know, people who lead, you know, the music ministry or the, you know, uh, the video uh, media ministry and so forth, hosts and hostesses, ushers and so forth. Uh, we're human beings first, and we show up as as that, um, you know, no matter what your religious um, background is you're a human being first, and you come in with with what you come in with, right? So if you see the world, uh, you know anybody who comes in the door as a child of God, then you're gonna um, your actions are going to show that. Right? What I do is to support uh, leaders to take an honest look and say, could I have done that better? You know, what's the feedback am I getting from the people around me? Uh, you mentioned the term blind spot uh, a moment ago, and blind spots are really that. If you're driving a car, we have blind spots, um, you know, as we move into the adjacent lane, and sometimes we don't see what's over there until it's too late. Well, the people around us, our teens and our families, uh, the people we socialize with, they give us the feedback as to how we are showing up. Uh, right. I have a quick, quick story. Um, 
there was a ministry leader who was replaced by a popular uh, ministry leader who had been there, sort of developed the um, this particular ministry um, and so forth. So upon his retirement, this guy came in after him. And he said he always felt judged and evaluated against the, um, you know, the actions of the, his predecessor. And so he started to, what started to drive up for him, like his internal conversations around um, lack and limitation uh, and so forth, like his um, indecision and his inconsistency, right? So we're in the church, and I have the, the action space called the game plan framework, and he's utilizing three strengths against his opponents, uh, his two opponents, right, of uh, indecision and inconsistency. And what happens is that we sort of uh, externalize our inner world. So we have people playing these roles for him. We have five people on stage, three of his strengths. Uh, I forget what they were, but, they, you know, they're his strengths, things that he, he can access when he needs to. And they're in a... Um, confrontation with each other on inside of the playing field. So his strengths are protecting him and saying, you should do this, stand down, and then his his opponents of inconsistency and uh, indecision are pushing back, and it's this loud interchange between the two. We're standing on the side looking at this, and all of a sudden he grabs the side of his head like, OMG, he looks at me and he says, that's how it is in my head. That's how it is in my head. So we externalize that, that inner voice and those inner messages in a way that we can see it or touch it, move it, and manage it. And he got some freedom from that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. The ability to externalize uh, what's going on in the head, I think, is a, is a master skill. Um, one of the things that uh, people many times can't do is get breakthroughs when they can't see it. They can't formulate it. Some people, you know, depending on the type of learner, you know, you know, they wrestle with abstracts well. But most people will say things like, I just can't see it. You explain it to them. You explain it to them. You explain it to them. I just can't see it. But when it can be externalized in a way to where they uh where they can capture it and sometimes that that doesn't happen except in action um you know uh you know what which you uh told me you know i, I just for an example really quickly and i don't want to steal your time but it just analogy came up that that's kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, it, it wasn't funny when it happened though so uh uh you know as you know you know i'm a kung fu practitioner and i can remember years ago when i started studying with my um current uh sifu and uh chinese and i sensei japanese sifu uh we were practicing this technique and he was telling me you know when you do this particular technique this is the type of reaction that normally happens with the body when when you hit the person in this particular place with this particular technique so it was some type of finger strike to some pressure point that's in the shoulder neck area mm-hmm. and joshua it's all sounded like great and good theory but you know you know, I have a, you you know, I have a healthy skepticism. 
Mm-hmm. Then he hit me with it. <laughs> I went. He told me, "You hit a person like this, it uh, it's temporarily uh, shocks the nervous system, and they will fall." He hit mm-hmm. me with it. It temporarily <laughs> shocked my nervous system. It's not anything that's permanent, and I fell straight to the ground with a mm-hmm. finger strike. And and then, but because of the type of personality I have, I jumped up and I was excited. Man, that worked just like you said it would work. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the fact that my body just shut down and just made me fall. <laughs> yeah, I was. That, that reminds me, you know. Sorry. No, it right reminds me of the of the saying: "Those who can't listen must feel." Yes. Yes. So, you know, so it was one thing to theorize, but when he was telling me, I was like, I just can't see that. I couldn't see how this Mm -hmm. finger strike could do that to a grown man. I was like, I just couldn't see it Mm -hmm. until I experienced it. Then then a new world was open to me. Right. You know, I was like, oh, there's another way to do this. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, you know, uh, as you were talking about, you know, people externalizing, um, um, again, just, just something really quick. Cause I want to get, I have more questions for you. I, I knew this guy who was a Marine, um, and, uh, he was, uh, um, he, he went to Okinawa he was part of, you know, that era when people were going to Nam and things of that nature. So he got, mm-hmm. he got, ended up getting sent to right after Nam, he got into the Marines. And so he got sent to Okinawa. And he uh, was trained, and um, when he found out that the, one of the last original Okinawan grandmasters was still alive, he went to train with the guy. You couldn't pay the guy money. You had to clean his house. You had to do his garden. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, clip his bon- bonsai trees, and I'm mean, like, literally, this was like super old school. And mm-hmm. they studied years, and uh, he said he had his black belt, and he was teaching other uh, Americans that were uh, at the base. And he said one day uh, the guy came to him uh, and said, um, Sensei wants to speak to you. And he said, okay, went in there. And he says, you've been a good student. Uh, now I'm going to teach you real karate. He's like, wait a minute, I'm a black belt. What do you mean real karate? And he discovered that everything he was learning wasn't what he was really learning. Mm. That it was a totally different system that was based upon, again, pressure point strikes, joint manipulation, and all different type of things. He thought he was doing punch, block, kick, and it but the block and the punch were telling you this is the angle of the pressure point. This is this, mm-hmm. this is that. And, um, and what was interesting in the context of, of occurring when a new world is opened up to you, new possibilities are opened up to you. And I think, uh, and so I'm sharing that analogy from the standpoint of when you were working with that minister and you were using the strength versus his own inner resistance, I would just, that's my term, not yours. Uh, mm-hmm when he was able to externalize it and see it for himself, new possibilities were open to him. Is, is that basically what it does? Yeah, exactly. And not only <clears throat> new possibilities open up, but also new actions to take will suddenly emerge. It's like the, you know, the wizard of Oz, once you pull back the curtain of, you know, what's underneath, it's like, OMG, I had it all along. Mm-hmm. Right. I had the ability to do it. I heard I have the, you know, um, whatever I have. I can do it now. 
Right. So no longer am I eliminating those perspective actions to take. It's like now the whole field opens up for me. You know, yes. as you were talking about the body, uh, recently, recently, recently started listening to uh, Deepak Chopra's book, The Ultimate Happiness Prescription, Seven Keys to Joy and Enlightenment. And I love what he says about uh, the body and the mind. He said it's artificial to separate them out, as mm-hmm. people usually do. So when I'm working with men, and, you know, they have that thing about men aren't supposed to emote. And I'm like, okay, uh, right. Yeah, right, right. And then Deepak further says that you cannot have a single thought, sensation, or feeling without your body responding. Right. Right. And when I used to work with uh, homeless men in an employment academy, <laughs> they emoted let me just say it this way. They emoted very frequently, very well, right? They argued about this. They complained about that. Um, and when I started bringing this to them, in fact, there's a version of um, life skills that I created using this methodology, and they got so much freedom um, to move on to rebuilding their lives. It's amazing. I have plenty of stories around that, but... We can move right. on. Yeah, that that that's great, and I think that 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 does make a difference. Uh, I love the fact that it gives you new actions. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I I posted on Facebook just the other day, Joshua, that um, there was a quote I got. I think it was I, from Osho when he said, um, "The day a child is born, a mother is born also." Before mm-hmm. that moment, the mother did not exist. Something like that. I don't know the exact quote, but that's the gist of the quote that Mm -hmm. the birth of the baby is two creations, not one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, and, you know, because a mother can't exist without a child from the context of what it means to be a mother. And it, mm-hmm. so it was, you know, and I, I'm not saying whether you biologically have a child or not, whether you adopt or you're raising your grandchild, however it works, without that experience, then there's no birth of that which needs to be to to handle that experience. So it's just interesting how uh, the work that you're doing, you're talking about church, you're talking about, um, you know, working with uh, individuals, talking about working with homeless um uh, citizens, we the work still applies because your work is based upon being a human being, and exactly. whether you're religious or not, whether you're, uh, you know, whatever your social economic position is in life, whatever your race or gender is or sexual orientation, you're still going to come from the context of being a human being, right? And, right, you know, so you know that's the. That's the part of it. And, and I'm saying this from the context of recognizing that I teach people that they're primarily spiritual beings. But that doesn't mm-hmm. discount the truth that we're also physical beings. We're threefold beings, spirit, soul, body. Mm-hmm. And um, and I actually heard Deepak Chopra debut that book at a conference, mm-hmm. by the way. And I've been trying to get that lesson for years. It was the best lesson I've ever heard on metaphysics, science. Uh, mental health and physical health—the best I've ever heard by far—and I can't. Yeah, and I was like, 
and I and it was so crowded I couldn't get the DVD at the time. And when I tried to double back to get it later, I couldn't mm-hmm. find it. So anyway, mm-hmm. we got to take our last break. So let's take okay. that last break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. All right. Kintsugi is an ancient Japanese art form of fusing broken pottery pieces together by filling the cracks with gold. The resulting piece is not only restored and visually stunning, it also takes on a new life. Whatever has happened in the past, however broken we may feel, we can be whole again by filling our lives with the transformative power of God. Our experiences make us unique. The presence of God makes us whole. As Paul wrote in his letter to the Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Remember, with God, all things are possible. This Mindful Moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Take advantage of our 30-day free trial to the online magazine, plus a daily email with the Word for the Day and the Daily Word app. To sign up for a free 30-day trial, visit unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I have as my guest, Mr. Joshua Lee, who is the creator of the self-help transformational workshop, uh, the game plan for better living. Um, if you want to call in to ask a question, this will be a great opportunity, by the way, for those who might feel as though you're stuck in something, call in. We have until 1055, you have something and maybe he can help you walk through briefly and then maybe you can connect with him later to see what needs to happen to uh, help you get your breakthrough because he's also, as he stated before, a coach to help you get to where you want to be because um, that's, that's the bottom line as a coach, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so, uh, Joshua, what kind of yeah. work do you do with, ch- do with churches? 
Yeah, so I'm blessed to be able to support churches and, and church ministries in terms of, as we were talking about before, leadership development, also around team building, and assisting, just basically assisting people with dealing with things that get in the way of their spiritual walk, right, or simply just taking their spiritual practices to the next level. Wherever they say, uh, the great thing about the game plan for better living, and it's really a system because we can approach it from various a aspects, uh, from clinical to um, coaching individuals one-on-one -on -one or, or groups uh, and to organizations and so forth. Um, you know, I love supporting people. What gets in the way of your spiritual walk? I'm not sure very many people can say nothing gets in the way, right? We're all human beings and there's something, right? And right. minimally, they have to grapple with that. And, you know, people could be operating at a very high level. That's wonderful. Well, how about if we take it to the next level, right? I was working with a minister who um, was on the latter stages of her professional uh, career. And so she's, a, she's fully licensed and ordained as a minister, uh, but she's still hanging on to her job. She can leave at any time, right? She can retire at any time. And she wanted me to support her with what's next, right? Is it full-time ministry or do I stick and stay with the nine to five? Um, I love when people label their games they've been playing once they discover it. And uh, she labeled it as, yeah, God, but game. She was playing the, she got present to that she was playing the yeah, God, but game. And when she got that, uh, and so let me give you some more context. Uh, she was holding on to that job, her nine to five, because she wasn't certain how to move to the next level of her, her ministry. Did she want to start her own church? Did she want to, you know, uh, uh, up-level her participation at the current church she was currently participating at? She got freedom inside of just uh, acknowledging that that's the game she'd been playing because she could have retired three years ago. And she has been working, 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 and not really finding the enjoyment that she found with it uh, years ago, earlier in her career. So once she discovered that's the game she'd been playing, she relinquished it that nine to five and has been building her ministry ever since. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's, that, that's a real practical way of saying, hey, let me address these fears, inner conflict, uh, but more importantly, beliefs that produce the game. So uh, what are the different aspects of the game plan for better living? There are three different aspects of the game plan for better living. Uh, there's the clinical aspect where I teach professionals uh, the model of the game plan. Uh, I am acknowledged in the state of Maryland as a CEU provider or continuing education unit provider for social workers. And I have uh, taught and trained at the University of Maryland School of Social Work. Uh, another aspect of the game plan 
system system is coaching. Uh, for people who want more individualized attention, oftentimes they come from the, the group experiences and stuff comes up for them, um, and they want more uh, direct attention that way. And then the latest offering, Galen, is what I call the Game Plan Social Forum. And it sort of grew organically out of the other two areas where we bring people together, uh, and it's non-clinical, it's non-threatening, and we actually have fun. <laughs> so if you can stand some fun along with really exploring, um, you know, yourself and, and others and deepening connections and having authentic conversations, uh, we use action-oriented exercises and frameworks, uh, such as sociodrama, which simply is having spontaneous enactments of social situations. Um, we're going um, this Saturday to the New York Center of Truth um, to spend some time with their ministry there. And we're going to look at um, what is it that the uh, ministry is experiencing in terms of uh, the involvement of younger people uh, inside their ministry. So we're going to have fun with that, and people will, will learn what games they've been playing and give them an opportunity to create new games. Um, I've been doing this on a monthly basis since July when I woke up at 3.41 a.m., uh, with this download from God, uh, says, do this social forum. And, and this has allowed me to participate recently in uh, what's called Recover Charlottesville. And it's a um, community uh, trauma healing treatment team uh, where we use action-based methods as well. And the game plan will be featured uh, in a couple of weeks down in Charlottesville. Uh, so we're not just sitting and talking about, yeah, we're not just sitting and talking about stuff, but we're bringing uh, all of who we are into the conversation, and I'm blessed to be able to do that. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful because, um, you know, one of the things about that community is uh, people came to the community and now have shaped and left that community with a, with a context that would not necessarily generated by the people who live there but they left right. a residue of 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 those incidents including you know obviously a young lady being driven over driven and uh hit by a car uh, yeah. and killed by that uh that uh white supremacist that was driving the car so that energy that um that context that the residue of those actions are now known that town is now labeled and I would even say mm -hmm. stigmatized for something that, uh, unfortunately, some of his citizens and maybe people who uh, who came from many different areas with various beliefs have now left them. So transformational work definitely needs to be done. Um, uh, yeah. I do want to make sure that I ask this question because we're about uh, three minutes out from ending. Um, so one of the things that... Um, I want to do is make sure people know how to get in contact with you. I know that you have a website um, through Emoja Health Systems yep. LLC. Could you give that, explain what that is and the information on how people can get in contact with you for further information? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, umojahealth.com. Uh, it's U-M-O-J-A-Health.com. It's the parent um, behavioral health organization uh, that's mine that I created years ago to, to deal with, um, you, know, um, you know, as a therapist. Uh, but I've sort of swung to the side of behavioral health, and the game plan fits perfectly inside of that. I do offer trainings and uh, customized um, services for individuals, groups and organizations, and, and businesses as well. Um, so at, at one uh, session will not look like the next. It's all based on what people need, and but we do have the underpinning of the game plan framework that supports people to um, that I could customize uh, any sort of um, training and workshop for for people. All right, all right. So individuals can get this type of training. They don't have to be associated with a business or a church or or um, some mental health group. If if I wanted Joshua Lee as a coach to help me utilize these principles to to transform my own space, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. All right, could you give the website one more time? Yeah, it is umojahealth.com. That's U, M as in Mary, O, J as in Joshua, A, uh, health.com. And the phone number where I could be reached is 443 588-5048. Again, that's 443-588-5048. All right, beautiful, beautiful. So we have less than a minute left. So I just want to leave um, uh, by saying thank you for coming on the show. Um, I wanted to make sure that people had an opportunity to be exposed to what you're doing. Um, I believe in the work that you're doing, um, and I know the type of man that you are, a man of integrity and, and power. And it, it's important that uh, people are aware of the work you're doing because, uh, especially with uh, some folks who can't hear it when it comes wrapped in a, in a, a two either theological or, or clinical, you found a mm -hmm. way to, to blend the, uh, the, the different modalities uh, that you I've been exposed to and trained in to, to into a pragmatic approach to changing and shifting people's behaviors. So I want to give yeah. you kudos to, uh, for doing it and Godspeed. So Thank if you. you know any organizations out there, listeners, churches, or, or, or your job or whatever, that can utilize some transformation, check him out. Uh, it will be worth uh, your time, uh, effort, and resources. So um, with that, we got to end the show. So thank you again, Joshua, for coming on. And thank God you. bless you listeners. Uh, I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio.
This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. moment we live can be holy and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so everything we do can be a prayer and by using our innate creativity with intention in every aspect of our lives that can indeed be true author carla kincannon wrote creativity is so much more than art making It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. The more we learn about life, the more we realize life never stands still. Life is in a constant state of growth and change. In our individual lives, we may resent change or even resist it. We often forget that our resistance doesn't stop life from changing. Our resistance keeps us locked into a negative mindset and blocks our acceptance and enjoyment of life's constant diversity and variety. Learn to recognize change as a stepping stone to greater growth and good. Meet life's changing conditions with courage and optimism. Changing your thoughts helps you change your actions and can result in positive changes in you and the world around you. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify. 